Welcome to the Winner Takes All podcast, the podcast where we talk about everything competition, whether it be sports, reality competitions, or who won the election, Joe Biden. If you're competing, we're talking about it. I am your host, Kevin G, and I'm here as always with my co-host, CJ. CJ, how you doing, man? It's been a long time. It's been a long time. I'm doing good. I apologize. It's actually been my fault. I've been on the hunt with the biggest competition going on today, which is trying to find a PS5. Ah, the PS5 games. Yes. You know, it's like (laughs) trying to find a unicorn out in the wild. Yes. So, you know, since the last time we aired, only some of these things actually happened. I might be embellishing a little, but at first I waited online trying to get that pre-order done. Mm -hmm. Couldn't get it. Failed. I actually had to work. Hey, Walmart has been trolling everybody constantly. So... What had happened was, is it launched and I missed out and then all the scalpers got them and they're like $1,500 on eBay. And I'm like, I'm serious, but I'm not that serious. Right. You know, a very good friend of mine helped me locate a Xbox Series X. I'm that good friend. Yes. Yeah. I'm not going to name any names. It was me. But we got that. So I've still been playing that while I'm trying to hunt down the PS5. I went to GameStop on Thanksgiving Day. At 9.30 a.m. after I left the gym, I was like, I'm just going to drive by, see if anyone's there. Every game stops getting two. Mm-hmm. Maybe if there's nobody there around midnight, I'll hang out. Drove by at 9.30 a.m. There was five people camped out. Mm-hmm. One of them had a bed. <laughs> Not a cot, but like a bed, like a bed, like a mattress <laughs> on a stand. He was just chilling. Mm-hmm. I was like, OK, I guess it's not that serious. So then I stayed up till about 3 a.m. going into Black Friday. Nobody released anything, which is funny because all these companies are dropping things in the middle of the night. So smart, though. I'll tell you about that in a minute. It's really frustrating. So then I thought I caught a dub because I got in on the Kohl's Black Friday deal. Ah, Fugazi. Yeah. Nah, didn't happen. Apparently, Kohl's had 2,000 and sold 200,000. Yeah. not So the future wife came up on $180 in Kohl's cash because that was part of the deal. <laughs> right. So she spent $20 of her own money, spent $180 of my Kohl's cash. Right. She saved $266. <laughs> this is why Kohl's is going out of business. <laughs> so then I was like, okay, well, that didn't work. So then this week I've been on the PS Direct line trying to uh, get a dub in the uh, the queue because they have direct queues. I'm like, okay, I don't have to deal with any bots. I can get on this. Nope. Still no. On Monday... They sold out three minutes before I got through. <laughs> Yesterday, this week, they actually redid their CAPTCHA system. So now instead of just, you know, I'm not a robot and clicking, now it's like identify the stoplight, identify the crosswalk. The thing kept refreshing. It took me eight minutes to get past a CAPTCHA. I'm not sure if I'm a robot now. <laughs> so I got through 40 minutes before I got in and they sold out. I was like, you know what? This is over. So I'm planning on going to India next week (laughs) because they haven't released yet. I'm thinking maybe if I get to India in time, I can hang out in front of one of their like game stops, hobby lobby drugstore. I don't know if I'm first in line, I might get one before Christmas. Okay. So here's the only problem, right? The population of India is 1.37 billion people so far. Currently. They're second to only China's 1.4 billion people. Now, I'm not really sure what part you're going to go to in India, but the whole country, there's a lot of people trying to be getting these few PS5s. 
So you might be running into the same thing, especially when you cannot navigate the website because you won't speak the language. You got a point. <laughs> I just want I just want to bring that up. But, you know, you do you, my friend. You do you. I mean, I'm going to remix Mariah Carey's song. <laughs> All I want for Christmas is it's a, a PS5. PS5. Mm-hmm. But until then, I guess we got a pod to do. Well, bef- the Great Console War 2020, I was able to secure the bag and get me not one but two Xbox Series Xs. Because, first off, shout out to my guy, Brian Campbell, because he told me that Black Friday started Sunday for Best Buy. And he said, hey, Kev, if you want to get one of these, you have to be on there. And now Best Buy was way different than Walmart because Walmart was like, attention, everyone, attention, Walmart shoppers. We are releasing PS5s and Xboxes at 5 p.m. on the dot. There will be a countdown timer on our website so the robots will know how to get one. You know what the worst part about that? Sorry, not to cut you off, but you know what the worst part about that is? What? I tried every Walmart drop. Yeah. Every single one. I got it in my cart two out of the seven drops they did. Oh, one of the first, the, the initial launch, I had it in the cart and I had it at the place to pick it up. And when I hit push it through, it said error. And then when I refreshed, it was gone. It was gone. Yeah. So. Oh, also to your Best Buy part. So the night you got it from Best Buy, mm-hmm. I went to sleep. Because I didn't try Best Buy because I had succeeded at Kohl's. Right. And then they canceled my order. <laughs> and that's the hard part, right? Because you, because if you, okay, so Kohl's released at like 10. Yes. 10 p.m., right? And then Best Buy was like, we're not going to tell you when we're, we're dropping this, but we're dropping this at some time tonight. It was like secret tickets, right? Mm-hmm. Or like it may, reminded me of uh, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, right? Where you yeah, had Yeah, where's like, Fluffy? <laughs> exactly. It was like that. And so my, my guy Brian is constantly watching the website. I tried at 10, it wasn't dropped yet. Tried at 11, not dropped. Tried at midnight, not dropped. So I also went to bed, set alarms to wake up every hour. At 3.45, I got a text from my guy, BC, and he said, Kev, it's active right now. Nice. So I jumped up, pulled out my phone, dropped it in the cart. They had a two-step system where you had to drop it in the cart. And then once you drop it in the cart, you had to wait about two and a half minutes and you had to hit add to cart again, and then that's how you actually secured the bag. So what they were trying to do was stop all the bots. Correct, and they succeeded because I was able to get one from them. On top of that, on top of that, shout out to my guy Eddie at GameStop because I knew that dude, and he sent me a text and said, hey, fam, we're getting a few of these in. I'm going to hold one for you in the back. Nice. So I was able to secure two of them, which I was able to help you get that one, from Eddie at the GameStop. And I appreciate it because I was going to get one, but it wasn't pressing for me. But the future wife was like, no, we're getting a Series X. Well, on top of that, when being unsuccessful to get a PS5, mm-hmm. got to get something. Yeah. So watch December 27th when all the scalpers can't offload these PS5s because they're charging too much. They're going to return them because they have to return them to qualify for the holiday extended return period. The market's going to be flooded. That's when we're waiting on then, I guess. Yeah, I'll I'll have one by January 15th because apparently going to India isn't a good idea. It's not based on just the numbers. Just just sure numbers, you know what I'm saying? Because like here at the Winner Takes All podcast, we're trying to win games, you know what I'm saying? So it would make sense to go to a place with 1.37 billion people and not be able to win the game. 
Yeah, but I'd be like hood rich there. Though you would be, you would just have to like pay someone off and like rupees or something, ruples. I'm not really sure what their I'm currency is. I'm not sure is. what they use either. But you just have to pay them off so that way you can just get it. But you still, after you do the conversion, you're going to find out that you paid $1,500 and you could have just did it from the house. Guess that's true. <laughs> Guess I'll just stay here staring at my beautiful Series X. Yeah. That's waiting for its girlfriend, the PS5, to show up next to it. <laughs> well, before we get into, we, since we got into the consoles and we got that done, this week we're going to talk about the challenge NFL. We're going to start with the NBA. Let's get into it, man. It's been a crazy free agency period while we've been gone. So since we last met, the se- well, the season had ended, but we've had the draft. We've had free agency. We've had trades. And training camps open this week. Yeah, man. The season starts December 22nd. We're going to be doing a extensive extensive NBA preview in the next couple of weeks. Yes. Because that's both of our favorite sports. Yes. So, so I love football. Don't get me wrong, but I am a diehard Warriors fan. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to this season because they might not be in contention for the top pick. Probably not, but they're also not going to be in contention for the NBA. I mean, well, I'll go in depth when we do our preview. Because I'm still not sure how I feel about this. I haven't been sleeping. As I said, I was staying up all night trying to get a PS5. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I understand. Clay Thompson got hurt, as we know. Mm-hmm. So that we'll talk about that. The free agency period, though. Somehow, the NBA champions, Lakers, just got better. I don't understand how the Lakers went from an old team that we weren't sure if they could shoot threes. They've gotten younger. They've gotten more athletic. And they secured their top two stars for years to come. Yeah. I don't get it. Like, did the NBA decide that they wanted to help the Lakers win another title? <laughs> the NBA as a whole. Because, <laughs> I mean, like, you send Dennis Schroeder there. You let Marcus Gasol sign there. You let him re-sign AD and LeBron, which, I mean, that was preordained from the start. Because the Lakers knew what they were doing. They were like, we're going to clear all this cap space by releasing everyone. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to bring in everyone under the cap and then we're going to exceed the cap using the bird rights yep. to bring back ad mm-hmm. and then we're also going to extend lebron just because he's lebron so what you just said was rob rob lincoln said i'm good at my job and i'm going to show you how which is funny because we weren't sure if he was good at his job right before lebron got here and he said i always have been magic has been holding me back yeah definitely <laughs> and so he was able to let Avery Bradley walk, mm-hmm. let Dwight Howard leave, mm-hmm. let Rajon Rondo leave, mm-hmm. re-sign Clutch Sports' Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Which I still don't understand why they're paying him. Resign Clutch Sports' Markeith Morris, mm-hmm. while his brother got a much bigger bag. Yeah, but he's not competing for titles. Right. Well, he is for the, for the Clippers. I'm, they stayed, Marcus stayed in town. Marquise stayed in town. But they were able to get that done. They still have Kyle Kuzma on the restricted free agency deal. Overrated, but okay. Uh, LeBron, they were able to re-sign LeBron to an extension. Mm-hmm. Sign Anthony Davis, who was never leaving. Let's be real. Yeah. And they were able to do all this, as well as get Wesley Johnson. Mm-hmm. Get Dennis Schroeder, mm-hmm. six men of the year. Get uh, Trez, 
Right. Montrezl Harrell from the Cl- from the Clippers across the locker room. I mean, he was right there. And he they were able to get Trez the seventh man of the year because he came in second for sixth man of the year. Yep. And still stay relevant and good. How? You know what's funny is like you have Lakers fans lamenting having someone like Danny Green. And you got rid of him and got better. Yeah. You had Dwight Howard. Got rid of him, got an upgrade. They still had... Oh, I didn't mention they also signed Marc Gasol. Mm-hmm. That happened too. Yeah, exactly. It's I don't understand how... Like, LeBron has this pull. And people are trying to say he's not the GOAT. Maybe he doesn't have the titles. But you look at the championships he's been to... He's won all of them that he was supposed to except one. Mm -hmm. He's lost all of him he was supposed to except one. So his finals record says what it is, but playing in Jordan's NBA, playing in Bird and Magic's NBA, he had the pull that those players didn't have. He was going to team up with somebody, and he would have made it work. I don't get it. Like, at this point, you'd think somebody would be like, hey, how about it's not LeBron? But the rest of these players won't team up together or teams won't accommodate them because nobody has the pull that LeBron does. No, they just they just don't have it. And they want to tell you that they do. Like you said, the GOAT conversation. They want to tell you that they can get it done, but they just can't because LeBron, he call it tampering, call it whatever you want. Mm-hmm. LeBron and Rich Paul have owned this league for the last five, ten years. I'd say ten since the uh, the heat. They've owned this league and they continue to own it and put guys where they want them to be. You know, and you know what the funny thing is, is since LeBron joined the Heat, which is when they took over the league, they took someone like Chris Bosh, who all-star, but no one would have called a super duper star. They turned him into one by proxy because he happened to be in the room where it happened. Right. They turned Kevin Love into a super duper star because, again, he was in the room where it happened. Chris Bosh had to retire because of a heart condition. Does anyone talk about Kevin Love now? Uh, yes. And what they talk about is Kevin Love's real advocacy for mental health, which is super awesome. But as a basketball but player. But for his basketball talent, no. And no. like, it's almost like LeBron broke him. <laughs> it's what he does with the third guy. I mean, look at Kyrie, right? Kyrie leaves and he's done really nothing. Well, he's I, done nothing. Well, he has become an advocate for flat earth theory. He was already an advocate for flat earth theory. Yeah. Uh, he's become, he's, he's a different kind of thinker in a lot of ways. He's he's special. But, no, he hasn't really done much without him. LeBron has been the best player in the league for the last 15, tw- 15 20 years. Yeah. And it is what it is. And he's also been able to do backroom dealings. You know who tried to do some backroom dealings? Giannis. <laughs> Giannis tried to get his guy, Boyan Bogdanovich, to the Bucks, and it didn't work. Yeah, no, that that was a fail. I don't know who messed up there. I, I mean, it may have been announcing a trade before the trade happened. So I think realistically what happened is they announced the trade before the moratorium was lifted. And a lot of GMs said this is blatant tampering because this dude's about to be a free agent. There's no way that this guy can agree to a sign and trade if he's going to be a free agent. 
Because mm-hmm. for him to agree to a sign and trade means that the team that was going to sign or get him in the trade would have already came to a deal for the contract. Because you have to agree to the contract to agree to the sign and trade. So I'm sure they were like, well, this isn't right. This is cheating. And then the NBA, rather than saying, oh, we'll slap the wrist or whatever, was like, you know what? Deal's off. You can't go there. <laughs> I was surprised that they just called the deal completely off. That the NBA, that they didn't figure out a different way to get it done. I'm sure it was probably something along the lines of they went to Milwaukee and they said, you could have one of two things. You could either call this deal off completely or we'll let you have them, but you're going to face a stiff punishment for tampering. And they were like, he, then they asked Giannis, and Giannis yeah. was like, he can walk. I think Giannis resigns there still because all these were moves to show that we want you to stay here, including trying to get your best buddy. I don't know if Giannis stays. And like, this is a conversation that we'll have throughout the season. Mm -hmm. But the main reason I don't know if Giannis stays is because I don't know where they go with him. Because once he signs that super max deal, the team has already said, like up until recently, the team had always said they weren't going to pay the luxury tax. Right. Now they quote unquote are willing to pay the luxury tax, yes. but they have no assets to trade to bring in better people. Like they don't have any trade exceptions. They don't have strong first round picks. The best player that they can trade away to bring someone in is Chris Middleton. Yeah. Chris Middleton is not going to secure you a whole lot on the trade market. He is a good player, but he's Eastern conference all-star good. I know I say that a lot, but he's in the West he'd be a very good, not great player. In the Eastern Conference, he's a perennial all-star. I don't know what the Bucks can do to help Giannis take the next step. And I could see Giannis looking at a team like the Heat and saying, you have some young pieces, you have salary cap to move because they're very fluid. Because I think Jimmy Butler is the only person signed past the season. Mm-hmm. He can basically go to a team like that and dictate who he wants his teammates to be. Here's the only problem, though. Giannis is a family dude. The Bucks have been his family since moving to America. Mm-hmm. His whole family lives in Wisconsin. They signed his brother just so that way he could play with them. They're probably going to draft Alex just so he could play with them. Everything the state, the great state of Milwaukee have done to keep Giannis and keep him happy, I think Giannis resigns there. Uh, I mean, I know they want him. The The hard part is, is Giannis doesn't really have a public persona other than I'm the happy-go-lucky guy from Greece. This is my first smoothie. Smoothies are great. I've never had ice cream. This is fantastic. But no one really knows how he thinks. And it, People he know left. he likes his family. People know they he's a family guy. True, but... People also thought Kevin Durant loved OKC. But Kevin Durant's a different dude, though. But we didn't know that at the time. True. But, like, everything, like, his burner accounts and everything, everything's, like, coming out. It just took a little longer. Watching Giannis uh, joke around with the Lopez brothers, I think he liked the fact that Robin and Brooke were, like, able to play together. I think he likes the fact that Costas was, is able to play with him. When I watched... Uh, I think it was a TikTok video or an Instagram video of Thanis arriving in Greece. And Giannis was the first one out there calling him the champ and the 
Greek freak. <laughs> and Thotis doesn't get any playing time on the Lakers. Nope. But he won the NBA championship and Giannis, before Giannis. And Giannis was the first one out there supporting his brother because in, when every, all of the Lakers came to Vegas that weekend, mm-hmm. I have an inside source that knows that the Lakers were here. While they were here, that was when Thonis was arriving with his family in Greece. Hmm. So he didn't even go and celebrate with the rest of the team. He went to Greece to be with his brothers. They're a family unit. Alex lived with, yeah, with Giannis. Yeah, you finished school. And Alex lived with them. So I think because of the family connections and Wisconsin has like shown him, I, I think that's why he stays. Or did I say the great state of Milwaukee earlier? You did. I wasn't <laughs> going to say it. I was going to let that mistake just happen. But that? now you brought it up. So, yeah. yeah. The great state of Wisconsin. The great city of Milwaukee. So what if, let's just say, what if they set up a uh, a ball family situation? Okay. They go to a franchise like Orlando and say, I'm a come. But you got to take all of us. But why would they need to do that? Because if you say that in Milwaukee, Milwaukee says, okay. The same reason. That like, why leave? Because it's Orlando. Have you seen the weather? No state taxes. No, I mean, all those things matter to some people, but I don't think that they matter to Giannis. I think being with his family, where they've all, the only place they've lived is Milwaukee. Now, Dennis uh, has lived in LA, but the rest of them only lived in Milwaukee. I mean, I think you're underestimating the power of going to Disney World every day. <laughs> I am. I am. I'm, I mean, I didn't say Charlotte because the Ball family is setting up camp there. I don't know that they are either. I think they might be setting up camp in New Orleans. I don't know. I think it depends on how good LaMelo is. I think it depends on how good LaMelo because is. Because LiAngelo is about to spend a year in Detroit. And one of those teams might trade for him. Maybe. Possibly. Who knows? I think wherever Leangelo goes is where the ball family ends up. I, I think it actually might be Charlotte based on how that team's looking. Cause I guess they, cause the, and they made a move for Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Which gave dumb. him a ton of money, which was dumb. 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 I haven't seen a deal that bad since Chandler Parsons got signed. Did you know Chandler Parsons still in the league? Well, he's a free agent right now, but yes. I mean, he's still around. He's about to get signed somewhere. Probably Charlotte, so he can team up with the spirit <laughs> animal, Gordon Hayward. Well, they ended up getting a sign and trade done for him. I can't, like, going back to the PS5 analogy, they paid the scalper. <laughs> they legitimately paid this. They paid him, like, $30 million for Gordon Hayward? Okay, so it's going to be $30 million. Boston's going to get a trade exception worth $27.9 mm-hmm. That's why it was worth it for him. Yeah, but he, they also traded them two future second-round picks in 23 and 24. Yeah, second-round picks are worth nothing. Well, that the, the trade exception is really what it was for. Yes. For the $27.9 they can get like a legitimate star Yeah, for 27.9. So I, I see why they, they worked out a sign-and-trade to get it done, but I thought it was real dumb for Charlotte to pay that money. Yeah. I, I, I want to... I wanna, not talk about Charlotte right now. We're going to talk about them in the preview. I want to talk about Houston. Man. Man, what an offseason, right? You mentioned Eastern Conference All-Star. They just got one in John Wall. So, 
So this Houston thing has been a year in the making. So let's go back to the the before time and the long, long ago when there was no COVID. Daryl Morey tweeted about Hong Kong and China pulled out of their NBA deal. That cost the NBA $600 million. So obviously the NBA say we stand with Daryl. He's allowed to say, you know, we have free speech, all that. Cool. I think that's part of the reason why Daryl stepped down. Okay. I think it was, we're not telling you you need to fire him, but we need him to go away. Right. And they got they let Daryl go. D'Antoni walked. Mm-hmm. So they bring in Daryl's top lieutenant, which is Robert Stone. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking right now. And then you bring in Steven Silas to coach. The assumption is it's going to be a new system with a new GM and a new coach. And then Harden and Westbrook both say, well, we want out. You don't trade a generational talent. And those are two generational talents. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you like, two of them. <laughs> you have Russell Westbrook, who I'm not a Russ truther. I am. I know you are. But he is a gener. I will give credit where credit is due. He's a generational talent. And then you have another one in James Harden, which is funny because they couldn't figure it out in OKC and traded Harden. And then they couldn't figure it out in Houston. And they've now traded Westbrook. This is crazy to me. And then you bring in John Wall, who hasn't played in two, two years, years because he tore his Achilles and he had screwed up his calf or his ACL before that. You're bringing in damaged goods. And you think this is going to make you better? Because I guess he because he can do catch and shoot threes that he hasn't shot in again two years. And he's not even a great three point shooter. So on catch and shoot threes opportunity, he shot thirty eight percent for his career, which is league average is thirty six. <laughs> okay. So he's better than Russ, who is like a thirty percent three point shooter. <laughs> so, not much better. No, it's not. But average, and I guess like the whole point was if Houston was going to play small, Russ could be that cutter, like the big you never had. So you played an unconventional lineup. You bring in Christian Wood and you bring in John Wall. So now Christian Wood is a roller and John Wall stands in the corner and nails threes. You could have did better than just getting John Wall. Like, why don't you go get some pieces for Russ rather than we're going to go super far, superstar for superstar and make it work. Cause that works so well when you traded Chris Paul for Russell Westbrook. Well, listen, we, they also got a first round pick though. They have downgraded two years in a row. <laughs> we got a first round pick, though. That's no? nice. That's, that's, that's like, that's like signing. It's like, okay, I'm part of Air Jordan. And then, okay, I'm no longer with Air Jordan. I'm going to Nike. Okay, well, I'm no longer going to Nike. Now I'm signing with Puma. Yeah, that's kind of how that went. Yeah. It's, it's interesting in Houston. I just love it. I love the fact that James Harden also wants out. And if I'm Houston, I'm like, nah, fam, you're going to write this out. And that's what they're doing. And if you want out, we're going to send you to somewhere you don't want to be uh-huh. because we don't care. And the, James Harden thinks he has all the leverage because he's a super duper star and they don't come available very often. But he's trying to strong arm his way to the Nets and the Nets aren't interested in breaking up their team to bring him in. Because right. KD and Kyrie think they have that pool, but they don't. Right. And like, 
it goes back to LeBron. LeBron is the only one that has the pool like that because nobody is trading Karis LeVert and Spencer Dinwiddie for James Harden. Not when you already have Kyrie and Durant. I mean, I There's don't only think one so. ball. There's only one ball. Yeah. And what's even crazier is that James Harden, I think, has three years left on his deal. They had they both had three years and about hundred and forty million left. So James Harden could say all he wants he wants to leave, but we don't have to move you. We just don't have to. It's right. not a necessity for us. So since that's the case, you're not going anywhere. You're staying right here, sit sit your butt down, and play some basketball. Yeah, I think he's gonna I think he is going to half ass it on defense this year. I think he's gonna take a lot of shots. How is that any different than the regular James Harden you normally see? Exactly. So you're gonna see you're gonna see that like normal. It, it's it's just so funny because Houston is not just they're just gonna be in trouble. They're just in trouble. Yeah, they're. It's interesting. This year is going to be very different for basketball because you're gonna have a whole bunch of teams in reset mode. Right. Because like Houston is one of those teams that they they're figuring it out on the fly. You have a seven-day training camp, an eight-day preseason, and then we're off and running. Are there going to be preseason games? They're playing preseason games from the 11th through the 19th. Okay. Yeah. So, like, two? Yeah, I think each team has three. I mean, that should be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that should you, be enough. you heard LeBron say that the Lakers aren't showing up till January. So Yeah, I mean, they just played, though. I mean, most of these teams have been off since mid-August. Yeah, because that was when the first round of the playoffs was done. Well, some some of them have been off, like the like the Bulls. They've been off since March. I mean, the Bulls have been off since last November. Let's be real. <laughs> the Bulls never showed up. And it's interesting because you have someone like Billy Donovan who's coming in with this truncated uh, off season, and he's got to implement. I mean, him, Tibbs. Ty Lue, all of these coaches that are coming in. I forgot Stan Van Gundy in New Orleans. How do you implement your system when you only have two weeks? Right. They're going to have to figure it out on the fly. I think the first four to six weeks of the season is going to be very ugly. Will it, will it straighten itself out, though? I think it – well, I guess what it really is is what is the impact of COVID on the season. Because I think if you have players who stay healthy and are able to play together, yes. But if you keep having dudes, you know, you have three guys out with COVID now. Now you have four guys out. Now you have your superstar out. And you constantly have guys sitting out because of COVID. They're not going to get time to practice together. Right. And until they can practice together and get used to reading and reacting, because there's not a lot of set plays in the NBA anymore. A lot of it is drive and kick, read and react. Until these guys get used to playing together, it's not going to be a very pretty game. True. It's going to be a lot of run and gun. And you're just going to have to go on the fly. Mm-hmm. But I think you're going to see a lot of turnovers. I don't think you're going to see a ton of defense. I think you're going to see a lot of not pretty high-scoring games. I think you're right. And that's just how it's going to have to be because yeah. they're not going to be in a bubble. So, nope. Do you think they're going to do the playoffs in a bubble? I think it depends on the impact of the season. I think if you see a lot of games rescheduled, because we didn't even talk about that, they're releasing the first half of the schedule 
And then when the All-Star break would have been, they're releasing the second half of the schedule because they're going to reschedule games that are canceled in the first half because of COVID. Mm -hmm. So you have that, and then you're going to have the play-in tournament for the last two seeds this year. Then you're going to actually have your playoffs. But it's very important that the playoffs don't get delayed because they want the guys to go to the Olympics. So they probably will have a bubble in some form. I just don't know how they get there. Right. I'm very curious how the season will go because you're already seeing COVID and its effect on the NCAA and in the NFL, which we will talk about later. Mm -hmm. So it's very interesting to me to figure out what they're going to do to make sure these games get played because with so many teams not being able to have fans in the stands, TV money is king this year. So you have to play all these games. Because you need them televised. Mm Mm-hmm. That makes sense. We're going to talk more in depth about basketball in a week or two. Mm -hmm. Let's switch gears and let's talk about the challenge. All right. This season on the challenge, we have the challenge double agents. All right. I'm real excited about this because the challenge is the fourth best sport in American sports. So how would you rank your four best sports? NBA, NFL, baseball, this. Hockey. So I would rank it NBA. Well, no. I'll rank it NFL, then NBA for Warriors fans. Then maybe the challenge and then baseball. Oh, it's number three. <laughs> I would probably go number three. Now, I could say that, but I'll also say I haven't been in on the challenge in quite a few years because of the heinous actions of a certain Johnny Bananas. Yeah. When he took the money from Sarah Rice. Mm-hmm. He did do that. So for those of you that don't, don't know and don't watch the challenge, there's a man named Johnny Bananas. He's the LeBron of the challenge. Sure. Yeah, he's been on a bunch. He's been in there for a long time. He's won a bunch. I, don't, I wouldn't call him the GOAT, though, personally, just because you've won. Titles don't make you the GOAT. Dominance make you the GOAT. So do you think he's more of like a Robert Ory? No, no. I mean, I think he's more like Jordan. When you want to say like cause those people that are title truthers that mm-hmm. make you the goat would put him as the goat. But in reality, it's someone like Jordan or like Darrell, who was like four for four before he like lost his last two seasons. Yeah, those guys are like more of the body of work guys. They put in work. They're physical specimens. That's what makes you the greatest of all time, in my opinion. All right, those are the kind of things that do that. So this season, we're gonna get Darrell back. I'm real excited about it. He hasn't competed. He's 40. He hasn't competed in a while, but he's here. He's a. I have a lot to say about him. I'm real excited. Johnny Bananas, though, a few years ago. Um, season 28. Season 28. He was on a season called Rivals 3 with Sarah Rice of the Brain Candy Podcast. Sarah Rice, she was his partner at the end of the episode, the, um, the, ser- the season. They were able to Split the money with your teammate or take all the money and walk away until your rival. Devin and Cheyenne split the money. Mm-hmm. Jenna and Vinny split the money mm-hmm. when they came in second, third and second, respectively. Then when Johnny and Sarah had the opportunity, Johnny edged out Sarah for the overall win and he took all the money from her. Mm-hmm. I knew he was a jerk. It solidified in that moment that he would always be a jerk for me. 
And I even cried for Sarah because I was sad for her. So it sucked. So you cried for Sarah. I literally gave up the challenge after that for years until coming back when I found out this season was coming and there'd be no Johnny Bananas. So I said, okay, well, it's probably time to catch up now since uh, we're going to be diving into this deep because it's a great show. So I have since watched season 29, which was Invasion of the Champions and Dirty 30, season 30. Um, And I'm currently working towards season 31, but I'm real excited for this season because of, for someone who has been away for a while, the massive format change that it's no longer just MTV reality show alums. It's any reality show alum. So a few years ago, they changed the title from Real World Real World Road Rules Challenge to just The Challenge. Right. When they did that, they wanted to incorporate other reality shows that were not The Real World or Road Rules. Mm-hmm. So they've had people on from Are You The One, which is another MTV show. They have people on from Geordie Shore, which is a reality show that's on in the UK. Mm-hmm. They had people on from Florabama Shore which is a reality show that's on here in the States. Well, they've decided to take the challenge as seriously as we do, and they've brought in some absolute beast. Mm -hmm. In fact, they brought in a guy from Ultimate Beast Master to do this, okay? They brought in some real specimens. Right. And this season they're going to be competing, and I'm real excited for it. So we're about to go down the list. We're going to go alphabetically. We're going to talk about the men. We're going to talk about the women. Since you have been challenge truther following this whole time, I'm going to let you break down the competition. I would like to call myself a challenge correspondent. I've been a a part of this family for years watching this, tracking it, and I'm here to talk about it. All right. So first, I'm going to go down the list. I'm going to give you their name. I'm going to give you their original season. I feel like Kel from Good Burger. I'm excited. I'm like, ooh, I know some of these names. But I don't know all of them. So I'm going to let you break it down. So first, we have CT, a.k.a. Chris Tamparello from Real World Paris. Now, I know this guy. Yeah. He is the challenge beast in my mind. So CT, for those that don't know, has been on since the Real World Paris. The Real World Paris, for anyone that was wondering aired way back in 2003 okay yes so that was his original season he was on one of the first real world seasons my guy ct is 40 years old still cashing them checks Mm -hmm. in his time on the challenge ct has won three times and he's made five other finals his elimination record is five and five so he's won five which eliminations. Is, which is surprising because I thought he would have more. The reason he doesn't have more is because he doesn't go in. That's true. I don't want to see that man on the other side of the, the ring. So you say that for all of you who are not aware of the challenge or not aware who CT is, I beg you, Google Johnny Banana's backpack. Google that. And then also Google CT Adam King and you'll see. Why this man is a deranged lunatic. Or he used to be. He's much more docile now because he's 40 and a dad. Yeah, he has a kid now, so he's calmed down. But this dude is an absolute beast. He's won over half a million dollars on the challenge. Which is crazy because 
at most they're winning a hundred thousand in a season. They used to. The money's been moved well, up. I know Dirty Thirty. They gave out a million, and they've been giving out a million every season because this is wow. what's cashing that check. It's not a million every season, but they've been breaking it up. Yeah, but a million is like the prize pot now because they have been breaking it up because these this this is a cash cow for MTV now. So back when I was watching before the Johnny debacle, it was three hundred thousand dollars split amongst the winners through season twenty eight or season twenty nine, season thirty. That pot went up to a million, but you got to finish to get your money. I mean, when when CT won War of the Worlds two, he banked two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Wow! Yeah, there's real money in this thing, man. So what you're saying is a lot of these people no longer have real jobs, right? This is their real. This is their job, and if you're putting in the work, no lie, there's a gym here in town. I went to the gym and saw. Leroy Garrett, who lives in Vegas, mm-hmm. putting in work at the gym, getting ready for the next season. He was at yeah. the LVAC putting in work because the season was coming up and he was getting cut because you got you to gotta train to be ready to go. I mean, you got to be able to run a marathon. You got to be able to lift a mountain. You got to be able to eat 20 pounds of food. That's disgusting. They don't even do that really anymore, the eat part. That's good. It's the running up awful. a mountain. It's swimming a mile in the ocean. It's stuff like that that they're having to do now. How many of these people do you think could legitimately compete in an Olympic decathlon? Well, one for sure, because there is an Olympian on this season. Yes. <laughs> which is crazy. Um, of the 30 people that are on this season, five. And like, I'm not saying like win the gold, but I'm saying could hang in there, wouldn't embarrass themselves. I'd say you say five. I think probably 10. I'd say a third of the cast are legitimate athletes. Oh, I mean, real athletes, yeah. You're talking about a decathlon. That's 10 events. Yeah. That's a lot. I mean, if you gave them three months to train, they could figure it out. I don't I don't know how many of them could throw a javelin right now. Right. I, I would still put it at six. Still put it at six. Looking through here. You know what we're going to do? We're going to say uh, decathlete or not We're gonna, on, on, as we go through. All right. So CT at 40, not a decathlete. I'd say no, but I think it's more of his cardio, not his power. Correct, correct. Definitely cardio. CT, I think is going to do well this season. This is his one, two, This is 17th season, I think. Wow. Counting that. 17th this is season, season 36? Huh? This is a season 36. Season 36, yeah. Wow. And I mean, two seasons he got kicked off mm-hmm. for fighting, including the uh, aforementioned Adam. Yeah, yeah, the Adam incident. But CT's out here putting in work, man. CT, CT has been a staple on the challenge for years to come. For, for years in the past, he will be for years to come because I think this is what he's doing now. He seems to be in the best shape of his life looking at some of these pictures for this season. So I'm excited to see him out there competing at 40 because CT is like the dad now, my boss dad. So I have a, a few favorites in the challenge. Part of the reason I stopped watching is because Sarah was my favorite female challenge competitor. I really respected what she did because she came in as a brain and she worked herself into shape to compete on the challenge. She was my favorite. And since Johnny did that, she has not been back. Mm -hmm. My favorite male competitor is CT Mm -hmm. because he's a beast. So I'm looking forward to seeing him. Next up, we have Corey Wharton. Mm hmm. So Corey was from Real World Explosion. Yep. 
which was Real World San Francisco 2. Yeah, and they had their exes show up. Yeah, so I'm familiar with this guy. Corey, he lets his mouth write checks that his body can't cash. Used to. Father of two. Father of two. So last time I saw him on the challenge, he was sleeping with everyone. So he's not doing that anymore. So Corey um, had a baby by fellow challenger Cheyenne, Cheyenne Ford. Mm -hmm. They had a baby after uh, the rival season we were talking about. All right. That was Cheyenne's only season. They had they she ended up getting pregnant with Ryder. You can find her on the Instagram. Uh, also, you can find Corey and Cheyenne on Teen Mom, too. Really? Yeah, she's one of the stars of that show. Or maybe Teen Mom one. It's one of the I think it's OG Teen Mom, and uh, she's on that show, raising her baby Ryder. Corey had a baby with her, and then also had a baby with the woman he met on X on the Beach. Taylor. Suffrage. I forgot her name for a second. Okay. But he met her on X on the Beach. She was originally on Are You the One, season five. And they have a little baby together and they're together and they're still together. Interesting. So since he's had two kids, he's kind of like corn uh calmed down his horn dog ways. Does that allow him to focus on the challenge? A little bit, right? So Corey is a former personal trainer. He's competed on Eight. This is eighth season. Made three finals. Has not won. Yeah. The elusive one has escaped him. But he has his team. Now, not everyone has a squad. Right. So so here's the thing. You're right. He has a team. The problem with Corey is Corey. The problem I have, or I don't have a problem with Corey. The problem that Corey has is the same problem that a lot of NBA players have is you're going against LeBron. Right. And he goes against Johnny, and he takes his little team against Johnny's big team, and he just can't get the job done. Well, now, though, Corey's squad is going to be the alphas. They have in so Corey's the leader of a team called TYB, the Young Bucks. Members of the Young Bucks would be Corey, mm-hmm. Nelson, mm-hmm. one of his, his best friend, Nelson. Yep. Bessie has joined the Young Bucks after last season. Okay. Devin is sometimes the mastermind of the Young Bucks. Which is funny because he was always, like at first he tried to get in with Johnny and then they became arch rivals. Right. And Devin's that brain that the Young Bucks need because the Young Bucks are a lot of brawn, not a lot of smarts. <laughs> and Devin is now the engine that makes that go. Well, I will say the Young Bucks, not very smart, but they're probably winning the uh, the swimsuit portion of the contest. Correct. Very handsome men. Mm-hmm. You add in two guys that haven't competed in a while, Tony Raines and Hunter Barfield. Really? That makes up the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks, oh, mind you, all the Young Bucks, except for Nelson, have kids. Except for Fessy, Fessy's new. Yeah. But the old, because Corey has two, Tony has two, mm-hmm. and Hunter just had a kid. So they all got kids now, you know, how they're doing their thing. Yep. Putting in work. Nelson, Nelson doesn't have any kids yet, but he might, who knows? It might be out there. But last season, because Corey has these kids, Nelson volunteered to go into elimination instead of Corey because he said Corey needs to stick around and try to get some money for his family. That right there. That's how tight they are. The Young Bucks support each other. And it's hard to find people that just have your back like that, and he does. Corey has six elimination wins. Well, part of the reason he has six elimination wins is because they're constantly trying to get him out of the house. They were. Now, like I say, he's calmed down a little bit. And so he's now 
a grizzled vet mm-hmm. with competing on his eighth season. He, he's putting in that work. Yeah. He's a veteran. So I'm excited to see Corey out there competing because now that he has a new focus with his family, it, it changes things a little bit for him. Right. So next we have Darrell Taylor. Oh. Darrell's been around since Road Rules Campus Crawl. So you know he's been around the block. So those that don't know, Darrell Taylor is a beast. 41 years old. 40 in this film. His first four challenges he competed in, he won. All four. First four. And then he retired. He semi-retired. So he wasn't around for a while. For a little while. Came back, did the ruins, mm-hmm. fresh meat, fresh meat. He did with Car Maria. That was his partner, and that was Car Maria's first season. Mm-hmm. Did invasions of the champions, triple uh, triple X thirty thirty, and then now he's back for double agents. So with this being his ninth season, Terrell has lived a life. Mm-hmm. He's lived a life. When you look at his original season, Campus Crawl, just like CT that aired in two thousand three. This one aired in two thousand two. Right, so we have a couple grizzled mm-hmm. vets competing and doing what they have to do to try to win. They've put the rail in eliminations. He has a five and two elimination record. Yeah, because he's another one you don't want to see in an I just don't want to see you. I don't want to see you across from me. Now his his career winnings is only two hundred and forty three thousand because, like you were saying, mm-hmm. back in the day when he was competing, you're winning like twenty thousand dollars. Yeah, congrats. Take this money home. Buy a boat. Yeah, and then you got to come back and do it again. His on on his first on his road rules season on his first season, the road rules team banked twenty five thousand dollars that they had to split, however many ways. <laughs> on his second and on his second season that he won, the road rules team banked thirty two thousand that they had to split, however many ways. And I want to point out this too: the part of the reason he wasn't winning a lot of money is at that time they were big teams. The way that Huge the challenge, yeah, the way that the challenge has evolved is instead of having a team of ten versus a team of ten, now a lot of seasons you're operating by yourself or with one partner, and because of that, the money has climbed. I mean, just talking about it, the good guys team that won, um, that he was on, they banked fifty thousand dollars, fifty-seven thousand dollars, but that team had. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 11 people on it. So nothing. Right. Now that team, that good guys team had people like Jamie Chung, who wow. is an actress. Yeah. Who has been in, in movies now. Mm-hmm. She just was starting uh, Lovecraft Country. She was in just, just in that. And I watched her on Are You the One? Not Are You the One? Um, on This Is Us? Yes. Just a few weeks ago. That team also had Landon, who was considered one of the best to ever do it Mm -hmm. and that team also had mike the miz mizanin who is uh now former wwe champion current money in the bank title holder so he's out there competing with these good guys and just putting in work with these now superstars Mm -hmm. his biggest one season pay payday was his fourth challenge win he won on his own and won one hundred twenty-five thousand. And then he took some time off that was as the overall winner we're going to talk about a woman on here that won a million dollars yeah, that's how these money has changed mm-hmm. in the last few years. But Darrell, Darrell is a former boxer. 
Really? Didn't yes. know that. He's a boxer. He still trains as a boxer. I thought he was a personal trainer in his He real does life. that as well. Okay. The amount of work he's put in on his body. He owns a gym mm-hmm. in uh, Northern California. The amount of work Darrell puts in is intense, and he's a generally nice guy. People like him. Right. So I hope that Darrell can stay for a while. There's a lot of young people he's not going to know, though. Because not just the rookies, there's just so many people that are just new. So it's funny because Darrell has gone as in as a beast. And it's always been he's been on the cusp of an alliance. He hasn't really been in an alliance, but he sticks around because nobody wants to face him. Right. And eventually it's every season since Darrell's last win, it's been we want to get rid of Darrell, but we want to get rid of Darrell at the right time. Because we don't want to piss him off and let him come back. And unfortunately, he doesn't have that loose alliance this season from looking at the names. Right. I don't know if they're just going to gun after him from the get-go. They might keep him around out of respect for a little while. Yeah. But they might be going for him. I mean, usually they try to get rid of the rookies first. So maybe you see him in with a rookie early. Is this true? So next, we have Devin from Are You The One Season 3. Devin Walker, man. This dude, very, very smart guy. Rivals, I think, West as one of the smartest guys to play the game. 31 from Massachusetts. This is his fifth season. Okay? Really? I feel like he's been around longer. Mm -mm. He he competed in Final Reckoning and then hasn't been called back since. He's back now for Double Agents. He actually talked about it on an uh, Instagram Live. How someone said, why have you competed? He said, I haven't been called. Interesting. He competed. He was on X on the Beach um, a couple seasons ago on X on the Beach. And that kind of got his name back out there. Um, His dad passed away right before one of the seasons. And so he dealt with that. He got in Johnny's face. Johnny said he didn't feel safe with them around. That's the rumor. So that's why they hadn't called him. Okay. Well, Devin's back. He competed in one final with Cheyenne. Mm -hmm. Came in third. Uh, uh, they were a distant third in that final too. Yeah, distant third, but like I said, he split the money, took home twelve thousand dollars, twelve five. Well, that was a nice little chunk of change. Mm-hmm. That's the least money he's won on the show. Elimination wins. He's three and one in eliminations. Interesting. So he's gone in four times. Three times he's Got won and done what he had to do. Yeah. So that's pretty good, man. I like Devin. I like Devin a lot. I liked him on you the one season. He was the mastermind that helped him win that money on Are You The One Three. I don't like Devin, but the reason I don't like Devin is because he talks like he's the smartest guy in the room. Well, half the time he is, especially when he's talking to the Young Bucks. <laughs> well, I'll say on this show, usually he is, but I don't like that he rubs it in their face. Okay. I mean, I, I'm okay with you rubbing it in your face if you're if you're the guy. And he was. That's fair. And he was, and he was, like I said, especially when he's working with the Young Bucks, he's definitely the smartest guy in the room, and they should be listening to him. Yes, they because definitely should. Corey and Nelson got the muscles. Let let him have the brain. Well, I think it's really funny because a lot of times when Devin's not around, Corey tries to talk like he's the smartest guy in the room, and he's not. <laughs> but with those other guys, he is. Yes. <laughs> it's true. There's not much to say about Devin. He's newer, but I think if he decides to lean into talking to Wes is just going to make him better. Yes. 
he did win his Are You the One season. He was the reason that they won. He yes. Broke it down and did the numbers. Which Are You the One? It's a great show, but it's infuriating because people work against their best interests. And Devin was able to get them to work in their best interests. Mm-hmm. So he treated Kiki like trash, but that has nothing to do with his challenge abilities. Nope. All right. So next, first person that I am not familiar with, we have Fessy Shafat from Big Brother 20. Ah, uh, yes, Fessy. So Fessy competed on Big Brother 20 along with Tyler and Casey mm-hmm. and Angela and all those people. He was on the other side against them. He was a part of Faute. So not a great mastermind. They got swept <laughs> by level six in his Big Brother season. Competed in his first season last season on Total Madness. Mm-hmm. Got to the final. Wow. Beast. This dude is a specimen, right? He is a gym guy. He has his, his Twitter handle is Fessy Fitness because he's a fitness guy. He is a former NFL guy. He's six foot five. Can't teach that. Can't teach that. He's six foot five. He competed. Um, he tried to make an NFL roster, didn't get drafted. Okay. Played tight end, I believe. I don't know what school. He also competed on American Ninja Warrior. That's a big man to be on that show. He was out there jumping on those logs and jumping on those pads <laughs> across and across, doing those things. Fessy is a dude that's out here to try to get checks. Mm-hmm. Now, a part of the show, not just physical abilities, is your hookup specimen. He dated a girl named Haley who was on Big Brother. Okay. They broke up right before Double Agent started. So we're going to see a single Fessy in the house, see what he can do. This is second season. He has one elimination win. He made it to the final. You don't really want this dude to go against this dude, but sometimes you have to. And he took out Jordan, who is one of the best competitors to to play this game. Jordan isn't on the Mount Rushmore of challenge competitors, but he's been trying to make a case. And he's been doing it with one hand, which oh, is crazy. You haven't watched in a while. Jordan's up there. You think he's on the Jordan Mount might be the best challenge competitor ever after Landon, before Landon. Who knows? Land- so the thing is, is Landon hasn't been back in the modern challenge. You saw it a lot with winners at war when you had the old survivor winners versus the new survivor winners. And the old ones just couldn't really keep up. I don't know. I feel like Landon would be in that same boat. Just to give you some context, Jordan has competed in six seasons, mm-hmm. one four, only eliminated by Johnny Bananas and Fessy. Fessy wow. as a rookie in pole wrestling. <laughs> so, Fessy so bodied wait, him. So they put a dude with one hand in pole wrestling. Yeah, well, we're gonna talk about um we're gonna talk about Josh later, but Jordan eliminated Josh in a in a in the tug of war, a tug of war I, so with one I hand. Saw that. There's nothing that he can't do, right? There's nothing Jordan can't do. So the fact that Fessy is able to body Jordan, just impressive. So Jordan on the tug of war actually went viral, yeah, because he schooled him. That was amazing. One hand, yes. And so you cannot take anything away from Fessy because the Jordan win. Jordan is one of the best to to compete, right? I know I've been saying that a lot, but we're having some real strong competitors now on this show. And Jordan being 
having one four of these things mm-hmm. from the jump, it's just insane. He was eliminating free agents with when he won against Johnny, and he yeah. was eliminating Total Madness. Oh, my bad. He won three. His very first season, he made it to the final, took third. Correct. Yes. Then he won three, at, ran three off, Battle of the X's, 30-30, War of the Worlds 2. Won three, won three right after that, and then Total Madness, lost all the will to go because Tori went home first, and then he went yeah. up against Fessy, and Fessy is out here to compete. So I'm happy to see Fessy out here. I think he's going to do well, man. I, this dude is a real physical guy. Well, I look forward to seeing this dude. He's not that smart, though. That's what I hear. He's part of the Young Bucks. Part of the Young Bucks. Not that smart. All right. So next, we got Jay Starrett from Survivor Millennials versus Gen X. Do you remember Jay? No, I didn't watch that season. Oh, you missed Millennials versus Gen X? Yes, I did. Jay's a fun dude, man. Jay's very nice. Very physical. Eliminated CT last season. Really? Yep. Eliminated CT. His only season, his first season, was last season. He was a rookie. He's a vet now. They threw him in the second eliminate, the first elimination. One, threw him in the second elimination. One, threw him in down the road. One again. One again. Then he lost down after that. <laughs> um, I mean, he already took out half the house. He did his job. <laughs> Jay's a nice guy, man. He's just a nice dude. His first season was Survivor. He's the first Survivor person to cross over. Mm-hmm. He loves the challenge. Like He's a huge challenge fan. And it was funny watching him in there when he went against CT. He talked about how cool it was to face CT. Right. When he beat CT, he talked about how much cooler it was to beat CT. And <laughs> CT said, get over there, kid. Leave me alone. Yeah. Because Jay's 31 and CT's 40. And it was just, it was funny because he's an actual fan that has the opportunity to live out his dream. And that's cool. I like Jay Star. There's not really much. He's a rock climber. He has really good at alliance making on Survivor. Mm-hmm. He's a surfer. He's a hiking bro. That's kind of dude he is. But he's also really funny, and I think Jay is going to be able to make a name for himself on the challenge. Maybe not this season, but if he continues to come, he'll be able to do things for years to come. All right. So next, we got Joseph Allen from America's Got Talent 14. So Joseph Allen, I think, is our first rookie that we're talking about. I have no clue who this guy is. So Joseph competed on America's Got Talent. He's a singer. Hmm. That's going to get him very far in the challenge. Right. I'm assuming that he's also a fan. He's 23 years old. Mm -hmm. There's not really much to say about him. I am not a big America's Got Talent fan. I don't watch that show too much. Nope. But I know that he made it to the quarterfinals, and I know he's saying well because I did see him get the golden buzzer. Oh, wow. Okay. Early in this on the, in this season, because I was watching some montage on Golden Buzzers. Do you think he will use his voice to seduce one of the ladies? I think he needs to partake in politicking, which is where you use your nether regions to get further in the game. Mm-hmm. He's going to have to do that because I don't know that he has the acumen to perform on this show. Right. So he might need to perform on, on this show. show. Mm-hmm. All right, so next we have Josh Martinez, Big Brother 19. Okay, Josh is trash, like just hot garbage. I am not a fan <laughs> of this meatball at all. So Josh competed on Big Brother 19, won Big Brother 19. So he's banked half a million dollars from that. Is he the one that was teamed up with Christmas? Christmas and Paul. 
And okay. Josh, I was not impressed with his game there. He was a low-key big baby bully, mm-hmm. which is odd, right? Because he's a bully, but he, like, cried a lot mm-hmm. because he didn't like when there's a guy named Cody Nixon was mean to him back. He did not <laughs> like that. Cody's a former Marine. Right. Current Marine, maybe. Josh called everybody a meatball. Since then, he has now competed on four seasons of, this is his fourth season of the challenge. Three seasons, he's been eliminated. Mm-hmm. He has He's 0-3 in eliminations. He goes into eliminations and loses. He was teamed with Amanda and lost. He lost to Cam and Ashley. Ashley Seals is most beastly dude. He then fought Jordan in a tug of war. He has two hands. Jordan has one. Jordan still beat him. Add that to your YouTube Google list if you got time. You want to watch Jordan in this tug of war. And then he lost to Kyle in a competition in the 14th episode because he had to try to get a skull and didn't get it. I think Josh is not very good. Mm-hmm. And I'm not a fan of Josh Martinez. Now, positives for Josh Martinez. This is his fourth season. Okay. Moving on. That's literally it. That's all I got. He, this is his fourth season. There's no real positives. He doesn't really have a good political game. People don't. People like him enough. And but the longer you're around, the more people will like you. But in reality, no one's like a huge fan of his. Okay. Neither am I. So next, after Josh, we have Kyle Christie, Jordy Shore. Yes. So Kyle's one of the Brits. He's one of the Brits that they have on the show. Kyle Kyle came on a few seasons ago. As a guy that just wanted to come out here and, you know, romance the ladies. He had a relationship with Car Maria. He is hooked up with Ashley Mitchell. Former winner. Former winner. He's hooked up with a couple of the ladies. And he's a generally well-liked guy. So he's made two finals from hanging out. Hasn't won. Wants to win. He's three and five in eliminations. Okay. So five eliminations he's gone in. He's lost. Three of them he's won. But he had to because he had in the last season he had to go in in order to get to the final. He's won 20 grand. That's something. I mean, that's something. I've never seen Jordy Shore. So I've seen one episode of Jordy Shore, and it is a Jersey Shore spinoff, but it's out of the UK. Mm -hmm. Imagine if all those Guidos were British. Okay. And that's Jordy Shore. (laughs) So he's from that. Yeah. So we'll leave it there. Next, we have Leroy Garrett. Real World Las Vegas 2011, which was Real World Las Vegas season two. Yeah. I'm going to let you talk about Leroy. So I'm a big fan of Leroy. Leroy is big, strong dude. He's come around for, he's been around the block. He used to be big, strong dude with no cardio. He has since gotten cardio. As you said, you saw him at the gym getting it. He's one of the bananas bunch. Yeah. He always teamed up with bananas. The problem with Leroy is even though he's tight with them, he's one of the expendable people in the bananas bunch. Like I, this goes back to the, I don't understand why everybody teams up with Johnny bananas because Johnny has a hierarchy in his head of who can get cut when. And unless you're at the top of the list, 
you're going to get cut before the final because only so many people can make it there. So what's interesting is that in seasons since, Leroy's now towards the top. Really? Because other guys have fallen off. Because mm-hmm. if you this is his twelfth season, he's made four finals. People want Leroy to get this paper. He's thirty five years old. He still doesn't have a win, right? Still no wins. Still no wins. He lives here in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. As I said, he is moving to Houston, as announced on his Instagram, because he's dating uh, Cam, who's also competing. Okay. Leroy, thirty five. He has he's eight and five in elimination. So when he goes in, he usually can get the job done. Right. He's won $36,000 on this show, which is good. That's, I mean, that's some good money right there. That is good money, but it's not, you know, quarter of a million dollars that some of these winners right, have. Right, because he's not, putting, he's not getting those W's. Right. I'm a big fan of Leroy. I'm hoping he finally gets that W. I, I hope so, too. I don't think he will because they're bringing in more and more athletes. And Leroy was already an athlete, don't get me wrong, but he couldn't swim. He, he, I forgot about he that. He still can't, can't really swim. Yeah. His swimming has gotten better, but it's still not great. He's worked with people out here, from what I understand, mm-hmm. and still not great. He has a relationship with Cam, so that's going to help get him further because he now has friends out there. And also, Nani, one of his closest rider dies, is also out there. Nani yeah. was also on The Real World, Las Vegas 2011. And though Nani is connected to a lot of people, through her womanly ways, mm-hmm. that has helped him get to the places he needs to be. This season, though, one of his former flames, Teresa, she will be out there. So we're going to see how that goes now that he is very serious with Cam to the point where they have moved in together and moved to Houston. All so right. we'll see how that goes. So next, we have somebody from my wheelhouse, Leo Rush, former WWE superstar, former NXT cruiserweight champion, and all-around guy who does a lot of what my future wife likes to call cool flippy shit in the ring so leo rush as you said is a rookie mm-hmm. this is his first season this is the first wwe superstar that they're bringing onto the show from the wwe his former show is raw his former show is raw he was also in nxt he was released in the covid releases at the beginning of the year mm-hmm he since has branched out. He has a burgeoning music career as well. But this guy is an athlete. I don't know how good he's going to be in the challenge. If you believe what you hear from wrestling, he tends to rub a lot of people the wrong way. And I don't know how that's going to go for his social game. But he's probably easily one of the most athletic people amongst the guys because of his in-ring Acumen. Mm-hmm. He's a smaller guy, though. I believe he's about 5'5", 160. He's not a big man. But he's very quick. Yep. And I think that will translate. I think his athletic skills, I mean, we've talked about wrestling on this podcast before. We know it's not real, but these people are real athletes. Mm-hmm. And I think his athleticism will translate. I'm very interested to see him in a non-scripted way to see how he interacts with these people. As am I. It's going to be interesting. Leo Rush is married, though. Really? Leo Rush is married, from what I remember reading somewhere else. So, I don't expect him to be doing a lot of, like, hooking up and flirting. But I think he's going to be able to integrate socially to the best of his can, that the best that he can. All right. Well, I'll be pulling for him behind CT. Next, we have 
Michi Harris from X on the Beach 3. Okay, so Michi is a singer. <laughs> like, legitimately. Like, he's a rapper or something like that. Okay. Um, he was on X on the Beach 3. He was romancing the ladies on X on the Beach. He, I think he had three X's come on. Two X's That's come on. That's a lot on. of X's. He had a lot of X's. Um, they, and they came on, like, later. And then he had two X's come on. And he also was talking to a girl that was in the house, started talking to a girl that was in the house. It was a lot. It was a lot for Michi. And they came on like later on. <laughs> like they came wow. on later on to like cause that trouble for him. I, I don't know. I don't think he lasts very long at all. I mean, we'll see. I'm hoping he does, but that's me trying to uh, hope he gets a win, quote unquote, for the culture. Next we have Nam Vo, who Ultimate Beastmaster season. Before one. we get to that dude real fast, I just want to tell you about Meet You on X on the Beach. <laughs> he, on X on the Beach, he hooked up with Kenya, who was one of the originals. Okay. Shannon, who came in. Ariana, who came in as someone else's ex. Then he hooked up with his own ex, Danielle. Okay. Okay. He said he wanted to make something happen with Ariana. They dated for about a month after the show ended. But he slept with Danielle the day after filming wrapped. Huh. That's that dude. That's who he's that he's that dude. That's who he is. All it's right. fine. I don't, that's who I, want him to, is. I don't know if I want him to win anymore. He made TMZ headlines for co-starring in a sex tape with Black China. I mean Definitely don't want him to win anymore. <laughs> Michi is. I retract my previous <laughs> statement. Anyway. <laughs> Namvo Ultimate Beastmaster Season 1. So this is another guy from my wheelhouse. I did watch that season of Ultimate Beastmaster. Oh, I've never even heard of this show. So Ultimate Beastmaster, for those who are not aware, it's the Netflix version of American Ninja Warrior. Okay. It's a much different format. So the way that it works is you get your athletes and they represent their country. And it's men and women, everybody competing on the same course. And you try to gather points to win at the end when nam was on his season season one you tried to win your episode if you won your episode you got to compete in the final he actually lost um in the final final of his episode so the last two people went head to head he lost to that guy he's a pretty good athlete but i don't know how that translates because i've never seen him speak and I'm not knocking his English by any like way, but he did represent Team Germany in Ultimate Beastmaster. Okay. So I'm very curious how his social game will translate because we know from being on that show, he is an all-around athlete. I know nothing about Nam, so I'm just excited to see a person I've never seen before compete. Well, we'll see how he does. Next, we have Nelson Thomas, Are You the One, Season 3. <laughs> so Nelson, part of TYB, Team TYB. Mm-hmm. Not a lot going on between the years, you know what I'm saying? Right. But he's a competitor. He's a specimen. He has competed in, this is his seventh season. He's 9-3 and three in eliminations. Nelson, it, it's surprising that he is that good in eliminations because every season I watch him, I'm like, this dude, he's about to get eliminated, and then he just gets wins. Mm-hmm. Nine elimination wins is high. I, 
do you happen to know who has the most? Because that's got to be up there. It does. I don't know, but I could definitely find out. But tell them what you know about Nelson from what you've seen. So Nelson has been around since, as we said, Are You The One Season 3. It's where he actually became buddies with Devin. After being that, he got on the challenge. He became buddies with Brandon, who we have also, or Corey, who we also talked about. And he's part of the Young Bucks, as you had mentioned. Nelson's a bit of a hothead. So in season in Dirty 30, he got kicked off for trying to fight. Didn't even fight. He was not successful in it, but he was trying to fight. He got kicked off. He's very angry, but he's also very athletic. And he's sneaky strong because I wouldn't call him scrawny, but he's definitely not built. And he, for a dumb guy, when it comes to strategizing, he knows how to play the game. And you see it a lot in the athletic competitions where he outsmarts his opponents to get wins in the challenges. So I'm very excited to see Nelson because if he's on the right side of an alliance for once, he might have a chance of getting a win. With nine elimination wins, that puts him towards the top. Wes has 13 elimination wins. Another person who has always been against bananas, so he's always getting thrown in. Mm-hmm. Um, Laurel has nine. Car Maria has 12. Camilla has nine. Derek K has eight at the time. At this time, Anissa has eight elimination wins. But Anissa's also been on like 32 of the 36 challenges. Yeah, so that would do that. Bananas only has seven elimination wins, eight elimination wins if you include last season. So Nelson's number is still high up there, especially being nine and three. Three. That's an amazing. That's a great record. That's a great record. Yeah. So Nelson's a part of team. He is a hothead. Part of team TYB was teamed with Amanda's first season. She rubs people the wrong way, uh, but it is what it is. Amanda's another one of those that thinks they're the smartest person in the room. She's also super smart though. She is, but she's not athletic at all. Not really. But she's smart, and people underestimate her intelligence. You, so it's funny because Amanda rubs me the wrong way too. But you know who Amanda is? Young Sarah Rice. Yeah, with so, with, with a little bit more bite. Yeah, with a little bit more bite. But Nelson's been on, around the block. He's been he's been dating Angela Babich from Bad Girls Club, um, who he met on Next on the Beach. Mm-hmm. She competed on one season of the challenge. Um, best friends with Corey, willing to lay his life down. That's a that's his dude. And he laid his life on the line, the game down, so that way he could Corey could make it to the final on the uh, Total Madness season. So it was the last elimination; someone had to go in. He stu- he took one for the team. Yep, and said, "I'll do it, and I'll try to win. But if I don't win, at least it's me going home and not you." That's that's a real friend right there, ride or die. I think he's going to do fine this season because he has Corey in there because he has. Um, Fessy in there, TYB, they're, and then their brain. They got their brain back in Devin. So I think he's going to do fine. All right. So the last one we have is Wes Bergman, Real World Austin, another great challenge competitor. Another one of the greats. Wes is a genius. He's also a swimming aficionado, 36 years old. He's won twice been to five finals always gets clipped by johnny last season him and johnny worked together which was a surprise 
because they're tired. They're realizing that they're getting old. So you got to change up the strategy a little bit. So weren't him and Johnny partners in a rival season? Yeah. If I remember correctly. It's funny because they were partners in that rival season and then they continued butting heads. Yeah. They're not friends. Yeah. But they are the two brains on opposite sides of the house most seasons and they just clash and they throw their people at each other. And it's what they would do to get further ahead. Um, no, that he was partnered with CT, but they they still don't like each other. They just never liked each other. They still many years of tense battles and rivals too. They were he was teamed with CT. Rivals one, he was teamed with Derek with Kenny. He was teamed with Kenny in mm-hmm. rivals one. Kenny was a part of that group though with Johnny. So, but they've never liked each other. Yeah. Wes is fourteen and eight in eliminations. The record, the thing I was looking at before was an old old record. Fourteen elimination wins. He's banked $303,000. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. West, though, also has used his money intelligently and owns many businesses. Mm-hmm. Many, many businesses. He's diversified his assets. He's helped get Swaggy, Swaggy C, his business off the ground, former challenge competitor. West is the smartest person that have competed on the challenge, in my opinion, and very snarky and a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And I think he was the right way to round out the guys. Without Bananas there, I think Wes is going to have a big target on his back. Because normally you let Johnny go after Wes. Mm -hmm. But if Johnny's not there. I think it's going to be Devin. I think Devin and Wes are going to be the two going after each other. I hope Devin just learns from Wes, you know. Just listen to him. Let him coach him up. That would be the smartest thing Devin can do. But as we know, Devin thinks he's the smartest dude in the room. But Wes does work a lot of pregame alliances, so that might help him. That is very true. And he has a good relationship with one of the rookies on the season, Lolo, from being on Champs vs. Stars. All right. Well, hopefully that works for him. Mm-hmm. So Wes is the last gentleman we will be discussing. Mm-hmm. We're moving on to the female contestants this season. First female contestant we have is Amber Bozatra. From Big Brother 16. Amber B, Big Brother 16. She was being obsessed over by Caleb in her Big Brother 16 season. She's a rookie on this. She's 32. Very attractive. Pretty skinny, though. Didn't have a lot of um, physical acumen on Big Brother. So I did watch that Big Brother season. I do not remember her. You don't remember? So you remember Caleb like being in love with some girl early in the season? Nah, I remember Jordan. Or not Jordan, Nicole. That was later. Like, look, Nicole was there. Yeah, that's, I mean, I remember her. That's the only person I remember from that season. Do you remember, you don't remember Devin? The big black dude that, like, wanted to mastermind. He had his daughter. He yeah. talked about his daughter a lot. Yeah. So, yeah, Amber had to, like, kick a soccer ball. No, that was a different girl. But Amber was there. She was She was just there. Nothing crazy. I don't know. I'm surprised she's on this season of the challenge. Mm-hmm. Didn't think I would see her again on my TV screen. But here we are. Uh, I'm interested to see how she goes. I don't think she does too well. Let's see if she like hooks up with anyone. I could see that being something she does in her future. Because I don't think there's any way that she makes it that long. Yeah, I just... She doesn't seem particularly athletic. She doesn't... Obviously, it's not memorable for me. I don't know how long she lasts. Mm-hmm. All right. So we also have another Amber. Amber Martinez from Are You The One, Come One, Come All. So Amber was on season eight of Are You The One. They had that many seasons. Yeah. Uh, This season um, was the 
sexually fluid season. Okay. I heard about it, but I thought that was like season five. I'm not going to lie. I haven't watched Are You The One since season three. So you need to get you need to get up on these shows, man. You need to be watching. I mean, I gave up MTV for a little bit because Johnny broke my heart. <laughs> well, Amber, Amber, went was was is I think she's open to all relationships. Um, so it's gonna be interesting seeing her on the show, especially with like Nani doing what she does out here. Sometimes she ended up being matched up on that season with. Remy at the end of the day okay um, she tried she she sat with Nor this young lady a few times it wasn't a match ended up matching into being Remy at the end of the season I did not watch that season uh, because of when it came on it was just it was never solidified the time slot so I just couldn't I didn't catch it I don't have much to say about Amber. She's really small from what it looks like. She's young. She's like 25. So she'll be around for a while. She, if yeah, she could memorable. be around for a while. If she's memorable. We'll see how she does out here in these streets. All right. Next up, we got Anissa from Real World Chicago. Anissa, Real World Chicago, like we did with CT and we did with Darrell. Real World Chicago aired hmm, way back. I'm, let me guess, 2001? I'm looking it up and pulling it up. Real World Chicago is a long time. While he looks this up, let me just say, Anissa has been around for a very long time. Anissa has a great social game, but Anissa was never really strong at challenges. As the years have gone by, Anissa has gotten into better shape. She has gotten better at the physical aspect, but her greatest asset has always been her mind. Because she's very smart. Yeah, Real World Chicago aired in 20, 2002. Ah, oh, so close. Yeah, 2002, early part of 2002. So Anissa was one of the first ones on there. Anissa is only 39. Even though she was on there in 2002, she's been around a long time. She's only been to two finals, though. Well, I, again, it's she was never really the competitor. So if she went into elimination... She was going home. Yeah, she's 9-10 in her elimination record. She's been on 14 seasons. This is her 14th season. Wow. She's won $24,000. Nothing nothing too much. But Anissa has had to... She, she's um, bisexual. Mm-hmm. She's a mixed-race woman. So she's had to deal with a lot of flack on the show. Right. So she's she's done a, a great job handling those things. All the time. She has had a falling out with Rachel on the original Beast. She she dated Rachel for a, lo- a while, a long time ago. Which they kept secret until... No, that was her. That was Veronica. Or Veronica. And yeah. then until Anissa let it out of the bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is something that happened accidentally. But Anissa's just... People like her. People like Anissa. She has good friendships with like Nani and Josh. So that's going to help her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also has a good relationship with Casey because of her connection to Nani and Josh. So, does she still have a good relationship with Corey? Her and Corey did hook up. They did. Um, I think that was just a thing that happened. But like, they were cool for a while. Yeah, I think they're still cool. Okay, they're still cool. 
like Corey's past hookups, they're all just cool because mm-hmm. they know who Corey is. Like he's he's that dude. You know what I'm saying? Yep. But Anissa, Anissa, she's a lot of fun, and I'm excited to see her back on the show. One of the old old staples. All right. So next up, we have Ashley Mitchell, Real World Explosion, aka San Francisco Two. Now Ashley Mitchell's super funny to me because. Ashley's the only person I've ever seen get kicked off their real world season and then make a long career in the challenge. Right. Ashley Mitchell was, was asked to leave from the house because she was just a mess. She has come back. She's hooked up. She has won two different seasons, made a final in the third one. This is her eighth season. Another season she quit. Like she just decided she didn't want to do it and left. Yeah, she got there day one. That was uh, Dirty 30. Yeah. She got there. She was there for a day and she decided to go home. I think she had a lot going on in her personal life, but she decided to leave. She left for any challenges to case because of mental exhaustion and she, they lost her luggage at the airport. She's like, I just don't want to do this and left. And then, you know, came on another season because <laughs> they, they don't care about her leaving because she is good. Well, she, I, she, on Champ versus Pros, she was eliminated by Lolo. Mm-hmm. On her season of Chance versus Pros, so there's some history there. Uh, another time she did eliminate Nicole Zanata, so there's some history there. She was eliminated by Corey in another season, so she's been around the block doing the thing. She has six wins. Uh, she has she has six elimination competitions, three wins, three losses. She's extremely smart. She's won one million one hundred twenty-one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars on the challenge. I'm going to say that again. She has won $1,121,250 on this show. She's a bona fide millionaire from this show. And it's funny because watching her, she doesn't come across as a threat. Nope. But she's a threat because she's smart. Smart. Very nice. Everybody loves her when you're with her. Yeah. And people say that she changes groups. No, she just like makes friends. And then she goes with whoever friends she has in this game. And that's what she does, which is why she gets brought back on. Uh, MTV needs to give her some more respect, put some more respect on her name. MTV doesn't promote her, even though she's one of the, she's the all-time challenge moneymaker. Next is Bananas, right? I think Bananas has now passed her after his last challenge win. I think part of the reason they don't promote her is because she's very volatile. I mean, so is Car Maria, but when you look on CBS All Access, it's Car Maria and Johnny Bananas faces and not Ashley, who has won the most money. That's true. So... Put some respect in Ashley's name. She deserves it. So next, next up, we have Gabby Allen, Love Island UK3. Don't know who this girl is. So Gabby is another rookie. Okay. She was on Love Island. She also competed on Celebrity Big Brother UK. Mm-hmm. That's all I really know about her. She's a legitimate rookie to me. I don't really know any. I don't know anything about her at all. Blonde girl, cute. I don't know how that's going to translate to the show because she doesn't. She hasn't done anything physical. I don't know how her past shows are going to help her with this. Love Island's not a real physical game. She's probably going to be fine on the hookups. Um, she has a couple UK friends mm-hmm. and like Kyle, so we'll see if that helps take her far. All right. Next up, Cam Williams. Are you the one? Season five. So Cam, a lot of people call her Killer Cam. She's mm-hmm. a beast. They they say. She was an Are You the One season five. 
They that was one of the few seasons that they did not win. I think that was one of two seasons they didn't win the money. How did they not win the money? It was like designed for them to win money. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't. Because there was two scenarios that they laid out that one would get you the money, the other one didn't get them the money. And they accidentally won't like they won't the when they thought it would make more sense and it wasn't on at that last matchup ceremony. There, it happens. You I mean, it doesn't a, happen. It happened to them first, but you know. But happens. I mean, you got to be a special kind of dumb. <laughs> so not when are you the one? Yeah, I mean, like, well, I don't know. I didn't watch that season. How many? They had to have some locked in before they went. Yeah, they had a few, but there was. It was like, you know how, like, at the very end, they're just trying to do the math, right? They didn't have a Devin on there, right? They just mm-hmm. didn't have a Devin. They didn't have a Tory deal. They didn't have someone out there to fix it mm-hmm. and and it, they didn't win they just didn't win if they if they had switched um shannon and hannah and cassandra those three like that were just mixed up they yeah. switched those three then they get it but they didn't get the beams they, had, they went into that ceremony with nine beams Ooh. and the hard part of nine beams is that you don't know which one's wrong yeah yeah and so they had to do just one switch because you, you, you can't have, if you have eight beams, it's only one switch you got to make. Yeah. If you have nine beams, that means one of them is right-ish. Yeah. There's a three-way they have more switch. than one match. There's a three-way switch yeah. which you got to make, and, and that was just the thing they couldn't do. That's rough. It's rough, but. All right. So next up, we got Casey Clark. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Cam, though. Was oh, on that, all right, she was on that season, right? Okay. Since then, Cam has gone seven and two in eliminations. Oh, so she is a killer. Yeah, this is her fifth season. This is her fifth season. And she comes in with a record of seven and two in eliminations. So why do they keep throwing her in? Because she's says she's a killer, and she is a killer. Wow. That that that's why they keep throwing her in. And Vendetta's, she went in four times and won three of them. She beat Tori. She's beaten Ashley. She beat Little Natalie, right? Mm-hmm. She, in 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 um, Final Reckoning, she went in twice. Oh, three times also. She was partnered up with Kaylee. They won the first one. They won the second one, and then they got eliminated. They beat Natalie and Polly. They beat Davon and Jose, and they beat Brad and Kyle in Redemption to try to get back in the game. She is someone. That goes down there and takes care of business. Nice. She also beat Josh. <laughs> <laughs> well, Who's trash? I was gonna say at this point, who hasn't? Right. And so she Cam is 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 a bona fide competitor. She's made two finals. One of the finals being after she went in and fought one three times. Cam's a beast. She's a killer. She's a beast. She's someone that goes in and gets the job done. Mm-hmm. She also now has a alliance with Leroy. And kinda Nani, not really her and Nani don't really get along that well, but it's because they're they're both trying to get Leroy's attention. Yeah. So they don't get along that great. Because Leroy was Leroy's writer diet was always Nani. Yes. Platonically. But now he's romantically involved with someone that's a killer. Mm-hmm. So Last season, they were, they got into it a little bit in World, War of the Worlds 2 because Cam wanted Leroy to stick with her. 
but her group was directly diametrically opposed to Nani. So Leroy had to make the best choice for his game and he stuck with Cam, which also hurt his relationship with Nani for a little bit. So we'll see how that goes. Well, hopefully they'll get back on the same page because I'm a big fan of Nani, who we will talk about soon. Next, Casey Clark, Big Brother Season 20. Casey. Did you watch the season of Big Brother? I did not. So Casey was one of the members of Level 6. Okay. The one that smashed on Bessie, the team. Casey won this season of Big Brother. So I do know who she is because she was the first female minority winner. Yes. Casey was set to also come into the Big Brother house this summer. Mm -hmm. Had a COVID situation. Didn't make it in the house. That's a shame. That's why Tyler was looking shell-shocked because he was expecting Casey to be there because that was his ride or die in season 20. Got it. Okay. So she doesn't make it in the house. Tyler kind of walks around listless, doesn't know what to do. And then he hooked up with Christmas and they tried to make a run. Not romantically. You know what I mean. Well, Josh's ride or die was Christmas. Christmas walks in the house. Josh doesn't make it in uh-huh. because before they quarantined, Casey and Josh were hanging out together in Miami. Mm-hmm. Then they came in quarantine. Yeah. One of them tested positive. So the other had to. Was in close contact or something. Yeah. And then there was like a test something. Some kind of snafu. So they both got cut. Casey is a professional football player. She really? plays football in San, Francisco, in San Diego. Okay. She has a beautiful girlfriend named Taylor. Mm-hmm. She had some romanticisms with Nani. Okay. A lot of flirting. They said no kissing, but there was a lot of flirting. Mm-hmm. Anissa got into it with Nani about this because she's like, Casey has a girlfriend at home. Leave her alone. Nani was super drunk. They fought about it. Casey and Nani are still super close. All right. So obviously something worked out there with their with their relationship and with Taylor and her real, her real life girlfriend and stuff like that. But Casey is a physical beast. So... We'll see. I mean, one of the reasons she won a big brother, a big brother, was because of her athleticism. All right. She her big brother challenge wins. I think is the most in in history. More so than Dan. Well, Dan threw some challenges his season. But so like, I'm trying to remember because I don't watch every season of Big Brother. But I know Dan won a lot. I know Hayden won a lot. I know that uh, there's one more I'm thinking of. Well, Casey won a lot. Casey won two HOHs, five vetoes, and the one of the hacker competitions. Wow. And so that's a lot to win in one season. That is a lot to win in one season. And vetoes are usually physical. So she had two alliances. She had coast to coast with Tyler. And then she was in, they were in a bigger group of level six. So with, with, that she does know how to politic. She is an easygoing person. And her being, having those that relationship with the Big Brother family, having Fessy out there, having uh, now Amber out there along with Josh, mm-hmm. and then her having that relationship with Nani is going to help her get far. Her one season, Total Madness, she made it to the final. Okay. And she came in second. That's pretty good. To Jenny, who's a beast, who's not on this season. All right. So, I think Casey's going to continue to do well, and she's someone I'm going to pick that's going to be a threat for years to come. All right. So next up, you got 
Liv Jawando from Shipwrecked Battle of the Islands. I'm not going to lie. I've never heard of the show. It's a UK show. Okay. Um, we have Big T who's on the season from that, that show. Mm-hmm. And we had a guy from War of the Worlds 1. I forgot his name, but he was on this, this show as well. Okay. I've never seen the show. From what I understand, it's kind of like Survivor. But, but like team format? A little bit. Because I know, I mean, like, obviously Survivor has teams and then I go individual, but I'm guessing this is teams the whole time. Well, with Shipwreck, it's a reality show where people from the UK live on one of two islands for a period of several weeks. Each mm-hmm. week, one or more people arrive, they spend time on each island, and they go to a weekly beach party where the new arrival would choose which island they wish to live on for the remainder of the competition. And then you, like, kind of just outlast. The others, Big T was on that season. Liv was on that season. They were on Rival Islands. And they made it to the end, I guess, from what I'm looking here. Nice. So I don't know how that show is going to help her for this. She's young. She's 21. She is currently pregnant in real life. So after they filmed. After they filmed. So I don't know if she gets pregnant on the show. Who knows? Who knows? But that's all I know about Liv. All right. Next up, we have Olympian Lolo Jones, who made her entry into the challenge universe in Champs vs. Pros. Yes. She was on Champs vs. Pros. She's the first one to cross over from Champs vs. Pros, which is exciting because I want to see Luis from Champs vs. Pros mm-hmm. on this. Luis was a gamer. She was a student of Wes. Mm-hmm. Then she betrayed Wes, <laughs> which is the most student-like thing you can do to Wes and he respects her from it for it. Um Louise Hazel, track and field star. Mm-hmm. Lolo was on that season with her. Lolo learned a little bit too. She's a hurdler, a Olympic hurdler, Olympic bobsledder, no golds. So she right. made her way into the challenge universe to try to get some gold. She was also on Celebrity Big Brother US. And I think she did well on that, too. Um, she teamed up with Candy. Um, she teamed up with Candy Burris, who ended up winning that, and T- Tamara Braxton. Mm-hmm. Nice little power trio of these beautiful African-American women. And she, came, she ended up taking third. She ended up coming in third to Tamara, who won the whole thing. Lolo's a beast. She, known virgin. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows that she's thirty eight. Um, I think this is going to be interesting with her being because she's a hothead. Lolo can get in some fights. Yeah, she's an athlete, but she gets angry. In challenge in champs versus pro, she went into elimination three times and won all three times. So, damn. I, I, I'm excited to see what Lolo can do. I'm actually really excited to see what Lolo can do. I'm hoping she. Uh she shows out. I hope she gets that goal she's been looking for. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, at this point, I think she's doing it for the money. Because track and field is not really a money sport. Right. She can get some money here. Yeah. Next up, Nani Gonzalez from Real World Las Vegas 2. Now, you want to talk about someone that's been on a bunch of seasons. This is Nani's 10th season. Mm-hmm. She's been to one final. She's another person who is on that periphery of the Bananas Alliance and just is she gets cut early. Well, she doesn't really bring much to the team. 
Nani's Nani's elimination record, CJ, mm-hmm. three and nine, which is surprising because they always talk about her being a competitor. Who's they? Other people in the house. Nobody. Yeah. Nobody talks about her being a competitor. They like her. She's fun. She's a good time. But no one. Nani wants to let you know that she's not a layup, but Nani's a layup. Right. I Point mean, blank. Period. She's a layup. You know that if Nani's going in, she's probably going out. Well, her record says that. Mm-hmm. So I would want to save her around too for me to go up against her. Is this like the weakest link strategy where you take the weakest link to the end so you can get that money? Yeah, but like at this point though, they make money based on how many episodes they've been on. Really? So a lot of times, yeah. No, you didn't know that? Well, I know they didn't used to. Yeah, they, they always have. Oh. Yeah, so it's the amount of episodes you've been on is how you get paid, which is why there used to be the distinction between vets and and rookies. rookies because veterans once you've been on three it used to be once you've been on three seasons you're a veteran mm-hmm. and they got a higher payout based on how many episodes, episodes you make on. which is why they used to try to get the rookies out first because that prolongs the vets being in the game so they can get money because if i keep you in the game you help keep me in the game because we've been around right and we make more money as a result yeah and so nani as i'm going through here episode links that nani made it right her first season she made it Nine episodes. Second season, eight episodes. Season, her third season, 12 episodes. 11 episodes. Six episodes in Battle of the Bloodlines, but then 12, 12, 14, 13. She's one of the last ones you send in because Nani's making more money than most, so you want to make sure she gets paid. She has no prize money wins. Oh, my bad. She won 35000 from prize money for that one season she made it to the final. Right. But that's it. Over 10 seasons. So we'll see if Nani can, like, get herself in a good alliance. Let's see if she's hooking up with somebody in this season. Who knows? Nani's very cute. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll get in your face if necessary. She's only 31, which is very which interesting. Which is funny because she's been around. but as- 2011. Yeah, real world 2011. So she was 21 when she entered our lives. Yep. All right. Well, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. So moving on, we have Natalie Anderson, Amazing Race 21, more famous for her two stints on Survivor, part of the 20s. Part of the 20s. Former Survivor winner, the other legit millionaire we have on this show. Yeah. So Natalie Anderson, CrossFit beats, CrossFit coach. Competed on Survivor San Juan del Sur. Mm-hmm. Won that season. Won it extremely strategically. When her ride or die Jeremy went home, she then plotted to systematically eliminate every person that was a part of his blind side. <laughs> and then she did. Which I remember because Jeremy, another one of my Survivor favorites. Yeah. When she looks at John Mish's girlfriend, I forgot her name, and says, did you do the thing that I told you? Did you write down the name I told you to write down? And she says, yeah. And then she uses her idol to save her uh-huh. to blindside Baylor. It was chef's kiss. Great. Because Baylor was her, thought she was her ride or die. But Baylor had no real interest in taking her. The way Natalie plays the game of Survivor, super strategic. When she came into Winners at War, she was immediately labeled a threat because of her 
close connection with another Survivor winner, Jeremy Collins, who we had just talked about. Yeah, because Jeremy came back and won his second time. Correct. So then they were labeled together, so they needed to eliminate one of them, and they got rid of Natalie. Natalie then goes on to beast it in the X in the Isle of Extinction with Extinction Isle. Isle of Extinction. From day two, day three till the end. Till the end. She gets back in the game. And then she comes in third. Yep. Everything Natalie did to make it to that point tells me she's going to be a force in this game. Mm -hmm. I was watching a video in preparation for this uh, preview that we're doing. And she said that uh, the reason Survivor got her ready for this is that anytime she thinks that it's going to be hard in the challenge house, she's going to say, well, at least I'm not starving. Yeah. Because she had to compete. (laughs) While also being hungry. <laughs> so, with that kind of mentality, I think Natalie, if she wants to stay on this for a while, she will be. But I think that she's going to be a beast from years to come. And she's also someone I don't want to see in the elimination. And she's also someone I think can run a decathlon. Yeah. she uh, She's an elite athlete. Yeah. She's one of the ones I think can run a decathlon. Mm-hmm. Speaking of elite athletes, I don't know if she's an elite, but she's a very good one. We got Nicole Zanata from Real World Skeletons. Another one that I could think could run a decathlete. I think she can too. On the guy's side, we didn't we didn't mention anyone that could. On the guy's side, Fessy, I think could run a decathlete. Mm-hmm. And Darrell. Darrell and maybe Nump. I haven't seen enough of him. He's an all-around athlete, but I don't no, because it's based on, you know, Ninja Warrior type skills. Right. Well, N- Nicole Zanata, firefighter. Mm-hmm. Nicole is a firefighter. She's also a troublemaker. She's been on three seasons. Made it to two. This is her third season. She's made it to two finals. Two seasons, two finals. And I've seen both those seasons, which is funny because she also took time off just like me. That's <laughs> true. Um, she has one elimination win. Because she only won it once. Mm-hmm. Her first final, she came in third. The second final, she was medically eliminated because she hurt her ankle yes. in the first stage. But she could have possibly won that one. Mm-hmm. She uh, started dating Laurel for a little while. Um, Laurel came out to date Nicole. So that was interesting. Um, she also was on X on the Peak where she Dated a girl named Ashley Caesar, who you may know from Real World Explosion because she was one of the exes of one of the girls on that show. Really? Ariel. Yeah. Apparently, I was watching uh, True Life Presents Quarantine Stories, which which was on. uh, Yeah, it was was Nicole and Ashley. Yeah, I saw that, but I didn't know who Nicole's girlfriend was. Yes. So she was on that season, so you would have seen her if you watched Explosion. The thing that's interesting about that was that Nicole's real world season, Skeletons, follows the real world explosion season. Yes. And Skeletons was in Chicago. Yes. Yeah, I remember that one, but I don't remember the other girl. The other girl, she was on Explosion. She was one of the exes. Okay. Apparently, the story goes that as soon as Nicole got on the real world, she then slid into Ashley's DMs then. (laughs) And after a little while... When Ashley was single, she responded, and then they dated after that. Nicole 
is a troublemaker. She has a very thick Staten Island accent. Right. She's a triplet. Didn't know that. Yep. She has two sisters. Um, She's a very strong go-getter. She's 30 years old. She's won $26,000 on the show. I expect another final finish for her. She's not very smart, though. So she's another one that she's on the periphery of the Cory Alliance, but she's also on the periphery of the Bananas Alliance. But her reputation gets her to the end because none of the women want to see her. Yeah, she's another one I don't want to see in an elimination. She's a legitimate firefighter. Mm -hmm. And she's a workout queen. And I just don't want to deal with it. I wouldn't want to see her in elimination, and I probably wouldn't even see her in elimination because I'm a guy. <laughs> I still don't want to see I her. I still don't want to see her because she's going to beat me. <laughs> Unless it's a puzzle, then I'm good. Next up, we got Teresa Jones from Fresh Meat 2. Not going to lie. I watch Fresh Meat 2. I do not remember her. So Teresa was on quite a while ago. Her last season aired in 2015. So she's had a long layoff. So whose DMs did she slide into at MTV to get on this? So everyone's always wanted Teresa back. Really? Teresa is Teresa um was paired on her fresh meat season with Ryan um from the original fresh meat season. She came in about fifth place on that one. She then went on and she had a little bit of a romance with Leroy, mm-hmm. where she hooked up with him. Um she's been well liked she's well regarded there's been a while since she's been on because from what i remember she married either a nfl player or a um or NBA, nba player i can't remember let me see if i can look it up real fast so she was a wag mm-hmm. she married tj um she married tj jones Football player. Yeah. All right. And they have a couple kids now. Well, that would be why she wasn't around. So she wasn't around for a while. So now she's back, which is interesting. But it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. We're gonna see how this goes. I, I'm excited to see her back. She's 35. I have nothing but re- fond memories of her. All right. So I, I hope that she continues to do well. Now that she's mom to a couple kids and doing her own thing. She's about to get that college fund. And I wonder if TJ Jones like has been training her. I hope so. Get her ready. I mean, she's done it before, so she knows what she needs to do. Yeah. I mean, he was a wide receiver, played for what, the Cardinals, Giants. He last played for the Giants. All right. He was on the Lions at one point. I remember him on the Lions, but I was thinking he was a defensive player, but I remember him on the Lions. He played. He last played in 2019 for the Giants. You know, I play a lot of fantasy football, so he was a guy with the pulse for a minute. So I saw the name. Next up, we got Tory Deal. Are you the one season four? Tory Deal's a lot of fun, man. I'm a big Tory Deal fan. Big Tory Deal guy. Yeah. Uh, recently, her and Jordan called off their engagement. What? Yeah, that happened like two days ago, three days ago, four days ago, something like also, that. Also, like super recent. Within like the last week. Well, I'll tell you, she hasn't put it on Instagram yet. She did. Well, That's how it. It, was, it, it was official on Instagram a few days ago. Um, Tori's out here to compete, man. She's people feel like she's overrated, but I I liked her on her Are You the One season. She was a lot of fun. Then she is very bubbly, mm-hmm. but also very smart and tenacious. This is her. She's a fierce competitor. Yeah, this is her fifth season. She's three and two in eliminations. 
She won 15,000. She's made it to two finals. Mm-hmm. When she went to the World of the Worlds 2 final, Jordan won that money for them at the time, but they're yes. not together anymore, so who knows how that went down. They met on Dirty 30 where, they, where she went to the final there. Mm-hmm. Tori is fun. She's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. And she's good. Like she's, I feel like she's a good competitor. I think Tori is a normal person athlete. <laughs> like, what does that mean? So like she's a very good athlete, uh-huh. but she's not a pro like some of these people. Like Natalie is a legitimate athlete. Right. Like she works out for a living. Tori doesn't work out for a living. So she's a good athlete for someone who has a real job. Right. This is her real job and she does like podcasts and stuff. But yeah. Uh, it's interesting watching where she's come from. She was on Are You The One Second Chances, which was kind of like a mini challenge before her coming on the challenge. She won Are You The One Are You The One season four. They won that season. She was one of the ones that helped mastermind the win. Mm-hmm. She's has bars. She could sing. She has bars. She could rap a little bit. She's a jack of all trades. Master of none. Mm-hmm. And that's why she hasn't won the challenge yet. Mm-hmm, but that's enough to keep you around. So we'll see if she can continue to keep it up. Because I, I love Tori Deal. I, I don't know how, how else to say it. Because she hasn't really done much. But she's done enough to win me over. Yeah. So, I don't. I mean, her. it's not the numbers. It's just her personality. She's, she's a good person. She's at fine. the end of the day, she's ultimately likable. And that will take you far in this game. Mm-hmm. And so we'll see how she does on this season. So last up, we got Big T. Tell me about Big T. Big T is a firecracker. This is her third season. She has zero elimination wins. <laughs> she last season was taken out when she jumped from the top bunk and split her toe open. Ooh. Uh, so she was taken out of that. She so she was me- medically removed because she lacerated her foot. Um she was eliminated in the second episode in her first season. Last season, a jump from the top bunk took her out. And this is her third season. She's super well regarded. She's very nice. She's a lot of a lot of fun. But she's not gonna win you any chop competition. She's not winning anything. But she's a ball of energy that they just like having around. So she's a layup, but they like her, so they'll keep her around for a little bit. Think New Age Jasmine. So another layup. Yeah, think New Age Jasmine. Okay. Jasmine was a lot of was a firecracker. A lot of people liked her. Jasmine went far. Big T is that in that vein. Mm-hmm. She's British. And so they also like like to let her talk and then laugh when they don't understand the things she said. So that's I mean, that's Big T. That's big that's who she is. So we're going into this. We it, the season is double agents mm-hmm. which is a new format so i think we so don't know how this works no clue no clue about the format but we're going to be able to figure that out i think it's going to be a partner game so if you think it's a partner game give me a your male and female winners it's going to be based on the partners right i don't know if they're going to be switching up partners or whatnot i think the people that have the best chance of winning this thing are fessy on the guy side mm-hmm and on the girls' side, I think Natalie Anderson. Mm-hmm. Those would be my winner picks. 
on the guy and girl side. Next week, I'll have an official winner pick after the first episode. And we know how it works. And we know how the, the thing lays out. And I'll tell you my actual winner pick based on that. But right now, I have the strongest vibes for Natalie and Fessy to do well in this game. We will be covering this every week. This will probably be one of the top things we cover because the challenge is just an important show Mm -hmm. for us. I mean, it's amazing. And with no Johnny Bananas, I'm back, baby. Who who are your winner picks? So I'm also going to go with Natalie Uh because all she does is win, 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 no matter what. Right. On the men's side, I'm looking and I got to see them when they get in the house. But based on social dynamics alone, I think this might be the time Corey gets his win. Okay. I, I definitely think Natalie takes rookie of the season. Yeah. Yeah. I see that. Who do you think is going to be eliminated first? On the guy side, uh, Joseph Allen, America's Got Talent kid. <laughs> yeah. 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 I can see that. On the girl side... I'm going to have to go with uh, Gabby Allen. Don't know much about her. I think she'll be gone. I think either Liv or Amber Martinez will be the first one gone. And I think it might be Liv because I don't think anyone has a connection to Liv. And when I was watching these pre-show interviews, apparently Big T and Liv were rivals. (laughs) And so with no one else knowing Liv, Mm -hmm. I think she's an easy, easy elimination target. target. So I would go with live on that one for right. me. CJ, I'm excited for the season of the challenge. I'm very excited to get back to my third favorite sport. <laughs> now to finish up, CJ, I, I, I heard you have some thoughts on the NFL. So I normally like to uh, talk about something that's on my mind. Which, before I go in on this thing that's on my mind, during this podcast, I took another L trying to get a PS5. <laughs> during the recording. During this recording, PlayStation Direct went open. I got in within 30 seconds. They sold out with me having 27 minutes left. I am going to be taking L's for the rest of time. Or December 27th when all the scalpers return them. Anyway, that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about the NFL. I want to talk about the NCAA. I want to talk about football in general because I want to talk about COVID again. It's been over a month since we recorded and they're still plowing on with these seasons despite everything going on with COVID. And the NCAA is calling off games left and right. This season is a sham. I don't know how the BCS or football championship, whatever they call it now, how they plan on making a choice because teams aren't playing the same number of games. So if you tell me that USC or Oregon runs the table at six and zero, but Notre Dame loses one and they lose to Clemson in the ACC championship game, that team is worse and doesn't deserve to be in. That's stupid. The fact that BYU is playing coastal Carolina and they decided that on Tuesday because Liberty couldn't play because they had COVID problems. They just threw this game together because BYU is trying to get into the top four so that they can compete for a national title. It's ridiculous. It's it's crazy. 
It's crazy. But at least colleges, when they're having problems, are pushing games back, canceling them. Straight up canceling. That's all. That, that's the good thing. Which is a good thing because like, but then you also have like Alabama, Nick Saban tested positive. Guess what? Coach. He did. Oh, he didn't coach the first week, but he's on the plane to go coach tomorrow. Charlie Day from Ohio State. Did you know Ohio State has multiple coaches and players not going to the game tomorrow, but they're still playing because they have to play two more games to qualify for a national championship. <laughs> so they're going to play shorthanded so that they can play because the Big Ten has said that they will not reschedule any games. And if they don't play enough games, they will not be eligible for the Big Ten championship. And if they're not eligible for the Big Ten championship, they will not be eligible for the national championship because they're going to drop in the rankings. This is stupid. And as stupid as this is, because I've already railed about college football, I am even more frustrated with the NFL because in the NFL, cash is king. And all they want to do is play these damn games. The NFL has 256 regular season games every season, and they are doing everything in their power to play them. Why was I working on Wednesday at 12.40 p.m. Pacific watching the Ravens and the Steelers? I'm not complaining. I'll watch an NFL game whenever it's on. But that was stupid. And it's because the Ravens had an outbreak that pushed their Thanksgiving Day game back. You realize that the Ravens and Steelers literally played seven days after their scheduled kickoff, and it was still the same week of the NFL season. That is stupid. Then they pushed back the Ravens and Steelers games for this weekend, because guess what? The Ravens were supposed to play the Cowboys last night, Thursday night, yeah. but because they played Wednesday, obviously they can't play again Thursday. So then they pushed back the game from Thursday to Tuesday so they can make sure that game gets on the air. But the Steelers, they didn't want to handicap them because they were supposed to play Washington on Sunday, so they pushed that game back to Monday. So now... I had no Thursday football, which is fine. I can do other things with my life. We now have less games on Sunday because they pushed that game back. But I'm going to have a doubleheader on Monday and a Tuesday night game. Why? Because we need these 256 games so we can get that money. All they care about is getting their $9 billion. They don't care. The Broncos had all of their quarterbacks ineligible. Do you know why the Broncos had to play? Because they contained the virus, quote unquote. So they didn't feel anyone was at a safety risk to play except for Kendall Hinton, the wide receiver who started the game, who got obliterated by the Saints. He went one for nine for 13 yards with two picks. You tell me that's a quality product? No, but it showed. And because it showed, they got their money. Shouts to that guy, though, for going out there and doing the best he could with literally no notice. And. It's, it's so stupid because the NFL had an entire offseason to prepare for this. Why didn't they put in, you know, an extra bye week for teams for rescheduling purposes? Nope. They got the venue for the Super Bowl, which is in Tampa Bay this year. They have every Sunday on the calendar blocked, and they still refuse to push back the season even a week so that they can have these games. Nope. The show must go on. They have... 80 players or 70 players available for each team between practice squad and regular roster still playing. The Ravens had, I think 15 people on the COVID list on Wednesday's game didn't matter. And they still almost won because they're professional football players. The whole thing is stupid because it's, we're trying to contain a fire 
but we're still trying to make our money. And kudos to them for trying to make their money. It's why the NBA is playing their 72-game schedule and they're starting on December 22nd, like we talked about earlier. But the NFL needs to do something to put out these fires. Maybe put everyone in a bubble for the playoffs. Nope, not going to do that. We have 32 individual bubbles. Well, your individual bubble sounds great, even though it's not really a bubble because people are still going home. And when you have the strength and conditioning coach for the Ravens saying that COVID isn't a real thing, not wearing a mask while having symptoms, still working out players, and decides to share it with half the team, maybe you have a problem. And he was, quote unquote, disciplined. He wasn't fired, just disciplined. Just disciplined. What does that even mean? Exactly. It's (laughs) dumb. And the NFL is going to continue plow on. This season is, I don't want to call it a farce because the product is the same, but it's very difficult to watch these games knowing that these guys are putting their bodies on the line every week already playing football. And now they're taking their health into question because you insist on plowing through the season with everything COVID happening. I mean, the Ravens going into that Steelers game hadn't practiced for a week and a half. How am I supposed to not practice for a week and a half with a bunch of guys who are my starters, not eligible for the game? I have backups coming in. Of course, people like RG3 are going to get hurt. It happens. Hinton never met those dudes. Or the coaches. Yeah, they didn't know who he was. And you know what's funny about him going back to the Broncos? So Hinton had never met those dudes. He had... Uh, the ability to use about 10% of their playbook, they estimated. You know what the Broncos tried to do? They tried to promote an offensive coach to quarterback so that they could use their whole playbook. And the NFL said, no, you can't do that because we don't want you stocking extra players in coaching positions to move them on and off the team. But realistically, that guy probably would have been safer than Hinton. Yes. (laughs) Yes. He would have been safer. You would have had a better prospect because you know Hinton played four games of quarterback in college at Wake Forest as a freshman he had eight touchdowns and seven picks the coach that they wanted to promote was the starting quarterback at University of Central Florida for three years back in 2011 this is stupid it's dumb it's dumb it's very dumb but here we are still playing football at least the challenge is here to keep our hearts happy yeah CJ, it's been a pleasure talking to you. We're going to do this again next week? Yes. You got anything you want to promote? I want to promote, if anybody knows where I can get a PS5, <laughs> hook a brother up. But I'm not I'm not paying scalper prices. Just let me know. Just like regular prices. Just, Just like, like regular, regular prices. Regular costs. You can find us at the Fury Podcast Network. Find us online at furypodcastnetwork.com. You can find us on YouTube, Fury Podcast Network. Also, Winner Takes All Podcasts will have its own channel soon. That's going to be great. That's the main things. We're on Instagram. We're everywhere that you can listen to podcasts. If you're excited about listening to the challenge, let us know in the comments. Let us know everywhere that you can because we're excited to talk about it. Thank you for sticking with us through these two hours. It was, I hope it was worth it. Hope it was worth it. I think it was. I had a good time. I hope to see uh, some of these people do really well on the challenge, and I'm real stoked about it. And if you stuck with us this long, make sure you look up Johnny Banana's backpack. Oh, uh, yeah. Check that out, please. Please, please, please. With that, uh, CJ, we're out. Peace. Peace. Peace.